while you people lie sleeping at night in your beds. We control the money that controls your lives while you worship false idols and wouldn't think twice of selling your souls for a place in the sun. These things that just won't matter when your time is done. But as long as they're there to control the masses, I just sit back and consider my assets. Safe in the knowledge that I have it all, while you common people are losing your jobs. You see, I just hold you in utter contempt. But the smile on my face, well, it makes me exempt. For I have the weapon of global TV, which gives us connection and invites empathy. You would really believe that we look out for you while we bankers and brokers are only a few. But if you saw that, then you'd take back the power, hence daily terrors to make you all cower. The panics, the crashes, the wars and the illness that keep you from finding your spiritual wholeness. We rig the game and we buy out both sides to keep you enslaved in your pitiful lives. So go out and work as your body clock fades and when it's all over, a few years from the grave, you'll look back on all this and just then you'll see that your life was nothing, a mere fantasy. There are very few things that we don't now control. To have lawyers and police force was always a goal. Doing our bidding as you march on the street, but they never realize they're only just sheep. For real power resides in the hands of a few. You voted for parties. What more could you do? But what you don't know is they're one and the same. Old Gordon has passed. Good old David, the reigns. And you'll follow the leader who was put there by you. But your blood, it runs red, while our blood runs blue. But you simply don't see it's all part of the game. Another distraction, like money and fame. Get ready for wars in the name of the free. Vaccinations for illness, that will never be. The assault on your children's impressionable minds and a microchipped world. You'll put up no fight. Information suppression will keep you in tow. Depopulation of peasants was always our goal. 
But eugenics was not what we hoped it would be. Oh yes, it was us that funded Nazis. But as long as we own all the media too, what's really happening does not concern you. So just go on, watching your plasma TV, and the world will be run by the ones you can't see. Hello. My name is Montague William III. <laughs> well, that got screwed up, didn't and it? what I will tell you, Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. Let me turn these volumes down just a bit. That should be a little better. Okay. Huh, had a little technical snafu. I pressed the wrong button. Apologize for that. All right. The big news out of the FDA today is that um, the the panel of F, of Pfizer payroll uh, grant recipients and former employees and so forth all think the Pfizer vaccine injecting that into kids that are, what is it, 6 to 12 is a great idea. They are all on board for that because they like that big pharma money. And now it's up to Rochelle Lewinsky, who no doubt she's going to approve it, right? She's, she's, been, she's in there because she's willing to go along with the plan. And then what do you want to bet they're going to start using the same pressure tactics? Well, if you, if you can't go to school, we've got this memo here. It says the school kids need to be vaccinated to go to school. It's part of the new schedule that we've put out. And so they are going to for, try and force this on your kids. They are literally coming for your kids right now. What are you going to do about it? And of course, here's the kind of people doing exactly that what kind of person this is daniel gibberts giblerts summers a medical doctor he's a strident homosexual pediatrician who swears bylines hither and yon beauty's where you find it just doing my best to be good well you're doing a fucking terrible job of it daniel because here he is all excited about harming children who otherwise face no danger based on fabricated study data given to given no kids got sick in their trial to justify this emergency use authorization for children. None of them got sick. There is no emergency. Remember we read the 10 red flags from that study that ended up being 11? Because, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Or actually, yeah, because... Number 11 red flag is, well, they're mixing heart medication into this vaccine. Why? Because they know it's going to damage the hearts of your children. And they're simply trying to mask that fact. They're simply trying to hide the fact that this is going to kill some of your kids. What they're going to, what they are telling you, you should inject into them. And so they want to hide it so it doesn't look as bad initially so that more kids take it and they make more money because they're a criminal drug cartel. That's what Pfizer is. That's what these cartel pharmaceutical companies, they're just drug cartels who got in bed with government. 
That's all. I feel like Joe Biden holding, <laughs> holding my hands up out here. <laughs> uh, and if you look in this thread, he's like, hot damn. He's got his dilute prior to use. Dilute with what? Heart medication. Something that changes the acidity of your blood that they give to people after they have a heart attack. Why are they doing that? Because they know it's going to damage the hearts of these children and they want to cover it up. I'm so excited that we have supplies ready and waiting for the vaccine clinics who have already booked. It is reasonably likely that the first time I'll be the one crying when I give the shot. What a whack job. Just started to cry thinking about it. So there's your answer. Do you think he's emotionally invested in the propaganda? Do you think he knows he's injecting those kids with heart medication or wonders why they're putting heart medication in something they give to children? Ooh, tears of joy. My nine-year-old and five-year-olds will be among the first in line. We can't wait. Yeah, Maggie, kill your kids. Great idea. Great idea. Why don't you ask the DeGrays how, how great of an idea they thought it was when they enrolled their children in the trial. One got the placebo. The other had complications after the first shot, and they said no more. Their third kid, she's in a wheelchair with a feeding tube stuck down her nose. But, I mean, maybe your kids will just die and then you won't have to take care of them in a wheelchair for the rest of their life, however long that is. For a disease that killed no kids and hospitalized no kids in the trial. So they had to fabricate the data to pretend like there's some kind of emergency here when there's not. And these guys don't even question that. In fact... I found there was the perfect meme, if I still have it. Yes, this is it right here. Don't question me, showing the teacher. Don't question this book, showing the student reading a book. Why I don't question anything is what's being written in the government school report. And that's why I will never question anything, reporting to the other students. He gets his diploma and then he's a doctor of medicine. It's practically that bad. It really is. And it's sad to watch these doctors take part in genocide because they're captured by propaganda and they can't see reality. Still crossing my fingers for a vaccine that's made for kids five and under. Yeah, that makes great sense, lady great sense because they're at such a high risk my youngest turned five last week i'll be able to get both kids their vaccines at the same time oh it's convenient nice yeah soft kill them both god damn this is so sad here's someone trying to talk, talk some sense into them pointing out but we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. You know, that's just the way it goes. That's just see who dies. 
and let's do it for all kids all at once. Of course, nobody died. Nobody got hospitalized. There was no emergency. So they went to an older age group. What is this going to do? Well, Gert Vandenbosch tells us exactly what. It's going to create a more deadly variant uh, that will infect younger and younger age groups. And I realize this is, you know, five to 12, one, you know, there's only one age group left, but it will, what these guys, the Delta variant that these kids breed will affect them and the other ones in increasing severities, I would imagine, and might start infecting, put the kids five and under at risk. That's what this is going to do. Not to mention, kill a lot of them. And this guy's literally, I'm crying because I'll be giving these, these soft kill injections to children all day. What a great guy you are. It's amazing what cognitive dissonance does to people. What does it say? That vac- the COVID vaccine for kids is so next week should be clear for kids through five to eleven. What does that mean for you? I can go with my friends. Yeah. I can finally you know go outside. Wait, uh, this mom's been keeping this kid inside when you're actually safer outside in the sunlight, getting vitamin D where the virus can't really survive, gets sterilized pretty much instantly. I mean, these people are so indoctrinated and captured, they are cheeringly doing exactly the opposite of what they need to for their health because they've been hoodwinked by these people who never once came out and talked about the importance of vitamin D of having a healthy immune system. They can't acknowledge natural immunity because this isn't about health and wellness of you and the general population. This is about culling the human race. That is what's happening here. This is an attack. This is a battle. We are on the battlefield, whether you realize it or not. And the people who take this injection are signing up to die. They're going to have some significant portion of their life eliminated. Go to stores. And this mom's going to do it to her daughter. I'm excited. I'm excited. I thought I was going to be like in a couple months. No, apparently it's next week. I love you, mom. I love you too, mom. She's white. You need to get vaccinated. Okay. No, actually, it's exactly the opposite. Save her life, mom. Protect your child instead of hand her over to psychopaths who want her dead. Wake the fuck up. Of course, you can't even take care of your health, obviously. I mean, you're sitting there obese, and there's a pandemic that affects people who are obese, 
far disproportionately puts them in one of the highest risk groups. But yeah, it's not serious enough for you to take care of your health. But let's just trust the drug criminal drug cartels with the chemical injection designed to induce illness via synthetic pathogen. Now, with added heart medication to mask the effects of them soft killing your child. These people are so sad. Of course, you should just trust the experts like uh, Dr. Wang here. Dr. Vincent Wang, 54-year-old retired infectious disease expert. See, he's an expert on these things. Works with infectious disease all of his career. He died in his sleep after his third Pfizer booster. Mm -hmm. Trust the experts. I mean, see, he's got the white lab coat. And uh, it looks very official. And look, experiment must continue. But the, 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 the guy over there, I, I mean, he's asking me to stop. The experiment must continue. But I mean, it says I, I, this could be lethal. He's over there begging me to, uh, the experiment must continue. Okay. That's what people do. That's the Stanley Milgram experiment where they told people to deliver fatal jolts of electricity to someone on the other side of the screen who was screaming and begging them for help while someone in a white lab coat with a clipboard stood over them and told them the experiment must continue. And you know what most of them did? They delivered lethal what they thought I mean, it was an actor. What they thought were lethal shocks to someone on the other side of this divider. The vast majority of them did. Because an authority figure with symbols of authority told them the experiment must continue. Here's Lewinsky. Well, so I want to see what the, the uh, advisory committee says and hear those deliberations. By advisory committee, she means people on Pfizer's payroll. What Pfizer wants for her to do, because that's where she's taking her marching orders from, apparently, and whoever else is blackmailing and controlling her. But I think that there's a lot of evidence that this is not necessarily just a benign disease in children and a lot of evidence that are like uh, what it from the from the trial where no children got sick, Rochelle, and no children got hospitalized or sorry, no children died and no children got hospitalized because the cases were so mild as they have been throughout the last two years. So you all had to fabricate data to gen up an emergency that doesn't exist to authorize this thing that you're now going to rubber stamp knowing full well that it is going to damage the hearts of children and kill some of these children and shorten the lives of a whole lot more of them. But you'll get your 20 pieces of silver. 
children can potentially transmit in our households um, to people who are vulnerable and can't necessarily. Why are the kids getting it in the first place? Well, because of the mass vaccination program into a pandemic with a leaky vaccine that doesn't prevent spread or, uh, sorry, infection or transmission. And then the virus gets to sit there and bump up against the immune system over and over again until it goes right past it or turns around and takes it over and uses it to further spread infection. While it's also apparently in order to, you know, slip it in the cells, they downregulate TLR4, 8 and 9, I think as well. Shut down your immune system's ability to respond to cancer shut down or vastly degrade your immune system's ability to produce antibodies to fight infection. So when the immunity wears off, that's it. You get really sick. This is antibody dependent enhancement. And if the, or that's if the virus can then take whatever antibodies your, your compromised immune system is able to send in response and turn them around and use them to attack other cells, well, then you, know, you get real sick. And if you survive that, you probably won't survive the next one. And we're going to go through data that shows that's exactly what's happening. Or we're seeing indications that that's exactly what's happening. Okay, just checking on something, sorry. Necessarily be protected either because if they have younger siblings or because they live with older vulnerable people. Of course, kids, when they do catch COVID, it's very mild. They don't end up in the hospital, except in like, you know, statistically 0% of them die and get hospitalized. But it's a real number. It's just so small that it's statistically it's going to be zero. But when they do get sick, they get a more broad, longer lasting immunity than the vaccine can provide. And there's also studies and evidence that shows that the vaccine destroys the body's natural immunity, attacks the immune system, starts shutting it down and degrades week after week. Now in this age group, I think the, the numbers show, I've, I've shown you those before in previous episodes, there's still like a 30% benefit, but for how long? What happens as they get older? Nobody knows. That's the truth. Nobody knows. They know it's going to damage some kids' hearts. That's why they're mixing it with heart medication. So they are literally covering their crimes. She's in on it. She knows exactly what she's about to do. And that's who these people are. And this doctor that we just talked about, that I just showed you? He, do you think he knows this? Do you think he knows who he's listening to? In that same vein, Dr. Walensky, I want to ask you about booster shots because we are now seeing... Boosters tell death, do you part. That's their plan for the boosters. You keep getting them. It's Russian roulette every time. Step up, get your shot. We'll see, see how it works out for you. You know, they've said, well, we don't really know about the side effects. Do we just give it to people and see what they are? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, news reports several 
scientific advisors at the CDC and the FDA are saying that the data show that the vast majority of Americans don't need boosters, that they are protected without them with the original dose. Yeah, this is important. Last week, we took an important step in boosters in this country, and we have now recommendations for all three of our vaccines, for the J&J vaccine, the Moderna, and the Pfizer vaccine. So she just got asked a question. We've got studies showing the boosters aren't necessary. And what does she respond with? We got all of the boosters recommended. To be clear as to what our booster recommendations are, for those who got the J&J vaccine, if you got that vaccine more than two months ago, we are seeing waning with that vaccine and we do recommend a booster shot. For the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines, if you're more than six months out of your second dose, we are absolutely recommending um, a booster shot for those over the age of 65, as well as for those who are over the age of 50 and have underlying medical conditions that make them particularly vulnerable to COVID-19. And then the one thing I do really want to make sure is very clear is we are working to optimize protection of our vaccine with these booster shots. But really importantly, we still have 64 million Americans who have not rolled up their sleeves for the initial vaccine. Yeah, that ain't happening. Because we know better because we have common sense and many of us already have natural immunity, which is far more broad. It's not single antigen doesn't run the risk of killing us because of antibody-dependent enhancement, which you didn't do animal trials to figure out if that's what this one is going to do, like every other coronavirus mRNA vaccine has done to the animals. I guess we're the animals in your little game here, Rochelle. And that is critically important as we work to move ourselves out of this pandemic. Well, I'm asking about boosters because there's been more reporting in the last several days, interviews with scientists who who study uh, the vaccines. The New York Times reported several of them, uh, and I'm seeing one in particular, feeling obligated to green light the booster in part because of the way the federal agencies framed the question to them about it. And in connection with that, Dr. Celine Gounder, who uh, you know. Okay, these are just absolutely useless questions in the face of of what's happening here. (sighs) So she's gonna approve it and then they're gonna come for your kids. So a while back, we'll we'll get back to that. There's some other things happening. there was this medical hearing today uh, that Senator Ron Johnson held. Uh, it was an expert panel on COVID vaccine injuries, had Maddie DeGray and the mom there. And um, the one that really caught my attention was this Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long. Now, this affidavit surfaced a while ago on some of the kind of conspiracy sites and that sort of thing, um, explaining that she was, I mean, she's basically the brigade surgeon for the first uh, aviation brigade at Fort Rucker, Alabama, and she's in the army. She's in charge of all of the pilots and she's certifies them for flight. So if they have some kind of medical issue, she's the one that determines if they're safe to fly or not. And what she started noticing is that these pilots were having serious heart complications, right? And that was It was outlined in this affidavit that was several pages long. We read through it in a previous show. And I'm like, man, this seems real. 
but I couldn't find anything on her. And I wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't anything really out of place with it. Uh, so I'm like, I think that this is real. And if so, they have stepped on her hard to, you know, make this go away kind of thing, because she was like a, about to, she was telling them, I think not to take it. I'd have to go back and re refresh my memory on the affidavit, but she was going to ground most of the, the pilots that had taken the vaccine. And her reasoning is it's not safe. They're flying. They're flying with munitions, sometimes often over um, populated areas. The risk for an accident is too great here. And, uh, you know, this, this, these guys should not be getting the vaccine. Um, well, turns out she is real because she was one of the guests at this panel today. And we're going to watch what she has to say right here. With respect to aviation safety, risk communication is critical. I saw five patients in clinic, two of which presented with chest pain days to weeks after vaccination and were subsequently diagnosed with pericarditis and worked up to rule out myocarditis. The third pilot had been vaccinated and felt like he was drunk, chronically fatigued within 24 hours after vaccination. The pilot told me he didn't know what to do, so he drank a lot of coffee to try and, quote, wake himself up and continued to fly until he realized it wasn't going away. After I reported to my command my concerns that in one morning I had to ground three out of three pilots due to vaccine injuries, the next day my patient, patients were canceled, my charts were pulled for review, and I was told that I would not be seeing acute patients anymore, just healthy pilots there for their flight physical. <laughs> so what did they do? They pulled her charts so that they can find something that she's done wrong previously and discipline her over it, over it officially because, you know, she filed this affidavit under the whistleblower statutes, which they don't really give a shit about that. They'll piss all over that to attack her, which is exactly what they're doing. And now she's the doctor that only sees healthy patients because if she saw the ones that were sick, she would do her job putting the, the pilot's welfare and the welfare of the general popul of the general public first over the interests of the US military. So like they know that this is causing damage, that these pilots are being disabled, and they're still pushing this on their troops. The military's about to be decimated here, folks, along with most of the industries out there. We're going to glance through some of the ways life is going to change at the end of this. So I'm, I'm, there's more of this. There was one group that did a video on it, but the audio is just absolutely terrible. It's like camcorder, on-camera mic audio. I'm not going to play it on the show. If somebody's got the good quality source, I'm not sure where this was from, but if somebody's got that source, I'd love to, of the full thing, I'd love to see it. Uh, that's, or I think it's Ernesto. Uh, he was the father that took his 13-year-old to get vaccinated and he died. And uh, saw him in Austin and recorded his, uh, his speech and posted that in my feed previously. 
Okay. So, <clears throat> what are they doing as part of this? Well, right here. They're preparing you. Little known heart attack that's striking fit and healthy women as young as 22. And doctor's reminder, now nobody is too young for a heart attack. It's the new normal, right? It's fine that kids are all of a sudden having heart attacks. It's definitely not related to the vaccine. See, here's the sign. Remember the sign on the bus that we saw a couple months ago that said kids have strokes too? Know the warning signs? Yeah, see, they knew about this. It's not because of the vaccine. It was happening before that. They are literally programming the sheeple, the normies, to accept this as the new paradigm. And the sad part is you have people like this woman and this idiot doctor here, which I can't, I guess he must not be online. That's why he hasn't blocked me yet. Getting all excited about killing children. I wonder what's going to happen, what he's going to think when one of them dies in his arms. How he'll justify it. Because he will. You can bet. You can bet. Starting tomorrow, pediatric code stroke will become operational at Children's Hospital. Wow. So they have a heart attack code for kids now. Because, you know, they always have had heart attacks. That's why they're just putting this in place now. <sighs> so now it's no longer about getting to keep getting it once to keep my job. It's about submitting to it in per perpetuity at the whims of the Canadian government. I literally have to give my bodily autonomy over to the government forever to continue working in my chosen profession. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is a guy, this is a pilot. I seriously considered getting the vax to keep my job as a pilot, but then my company finally released their policy and it has a doozy of a clause in it. If at a later date, the government of Canada encourages individuals to receive booster shots or additional COVID-19 vaccines or, you know, anything they want to label under that justification now that they've put the infrastructure in place to turn you all into medical guinea pigs who will be required to take whatever Kool-Aid they want you to drink or injection they want to jab into your body. You'll be fully required to take those or be unplugged from society. That's who these people are. They are psychopaths and sociopaths. And people don't see it. <sighs> Here's, you know, this was the shock and outrage. They've started seizing bank accounts and homes and property, coming in, raiding people, unplugging them from the financial system if they don't pay their COVID-19 fines. So they are literally taking everything from people 
and leaving them with no way to work, no way to eat, nowhere to live. And, and they, are, they are creating the breeding grounds for martyrs and suicide bombers. This is how you do it. Of course, here's some of the propaganda, and I want you to see this. This is Jerome Adams, another one of these physicians, and he's the former Surgeon General. That guy's real bright, the current one that we've got. I'm sure he's equally, he's of equal intellectual prowess. The risk of myocarditis is 16 times greater after getting COVID versus getting the vaccine. Oh, well, let's all rush out and get the vaccine, right? And with Delta, the choice for most uh, is the virus or the vaccine. So he's trying to justify this as part of inject all the children. And of course, the problem with that, oh crap, let me see if I can find it here. It's in here somewhere. Nope. Well, we heard from <clears throat> uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Maybe it's back. Try, sorry, I'm trying to find it. Too many tabs. <laughs> nope. Uh, anyway, there's a video somewhere. Here it is right here. It's usually those sick enough to be in the ICU, and it's a troponin elevation only. It's very different than the myocarditis that we're seeing with the vaccines, which we'll get to. Uh, the myocarditis in COVID-19 is mild, it's inconsequential, and it's largely a troponin elevation. I don't want anybody to think that the myocarditis of the natural infection is anything like what we're seeing with the vaccines. Exactly. The vaccine produces the inflammatory type process is on the heart. And the vaccine is directly there. Now there's preclinical studies suggesting the lipid nanoparticles actually go right into the heart. The heart expresses the spike protein. The body attacks mm -hmm. the heart. There are dramatic... It's literally using your heart, hijacking cells inside your heart to pump out toxic pathogens that cause inflammation and scarring of your heart. They knew this from their bioassay study that was released from a FOIA request. So they lied to the public. They, had the, they lied to the FDA. The FDA lied to the American people. And that was released uh, months ago. So they've continued to lie in the face of evidence that proves that they're lying. And they're like, we're just going to push on ahead with the calling of humanity because that's what this is. There is no explanation for why they're still doing what they're doing. Matic EKG changes. The troponin, the blood test for heart injury with the vaccine myocarditis is is 10 to 100 folds higher than the troponin we see with. So here he is talking over here about, well, you have a 16 chance, 16 X higher risk. If you get COVID-19, than if you're vaccinated, or uh, sorry, not, not even vaccinated than the general public. Okay, but it's mild. And what's happening with the vaccine 10 to 100 times worse. 
according to one of the most well widely published heart experts in the country. I'm going to go with him over you, Jerome. Try harder. And here's Cliff pointing out, this is a, this is an interview from X22 Report, which we used to cover a little bit. Uh, it was pretty good. I listened to, I think, most of it. Um, and he Cliff's pointing out from this uh, video that everyone who approved the Pfizer shot for kids works for Pfizer or is owned by them. They are former employees. They are grant recipients, uh, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they work for a laboratory that is doing work uh, for Pfizer. So like they're customers of Pfizer. <laughs> and pharma crime, or I, I'd call it the just drug cartels. That's what they are. Just because they've gotten bed with government doesn't make them any different than the um, outlaw drug cartels that run the illegal drugs that are also controlled by the CIA and the deep state and the government. Criminals, all of them. And of course, there's the story. Don't forget, they're going and injecting kids telling them to sign consent forms for their parents while their parents are not around so that they can give them something that we know stands a 100% chance of killing them. It's not 100% that they're going to die, but there is a 100% chance that there's risk of death. But it's okay. Go ahead and forge the signature. And these people are not in jail right now. And if you think they're not going to go around and do this on accident elsewhere, you're not paying attention. That's exactly where this is going. Okay. Uh, so this, okay, yeah. What's their solution? For all of this, well, they told us right here in this World Economic Forum video. Um, this is a uplink, a company that that you know they after this came out and got so much flack, they're like, "It's just all voluntary. We're just no, it couldn't possibly be used for evil purposes." This app could help revive global travel and large events during the pandemic, enabling people to visit countries and. Conferences and sporting events safer. Users will have their blood screened, aka DNA harvested, at an approved COVID pass laboratory, aka uh, government spy agency and data collection intelligence data collection apparatus of the state. Before being issued with a secure QR Health Pass Visa code app on their phone, aka spy tracking app. <laughs> which they can present at airline check-in borders or event entrances, which will probably also be required to report back the, and turn those records, upload those records right into the government database because, well, it's their app, right? Why wouldn't they? Hmm? 
The digital passport doesn't include tracing technology. No, of course not. And the government would never track us. It preserves data privacy while saving time and money. I mean, it's the bullshit. COVID passes creator say that by using blood test data, DNA, your DNA, and, and them keeping track of it and databasing it and digitizing it, it's 100% reliable and safe. I mean, you can trust them. Companies never lose data and could ensure non-infectious people travel across borders. Well, uh, hello. Aren't we past this? Don't we already know? that the vaccinated still catch and spread COVID or SARS-CoV-2? Yeah, we do, 100%. So this whole policy just completely falls apart on the with the most basic logic. Like, what good is this COVID pass if I'm vaccinated and I can still catch and get other, catch the disease and make other people sick with the disease? That doesn't make sense. But this isn't about, this is about them killing off a big chunk of the population and then getting away with it and locking down society, a much smaller society on its knees because they've destroyed the economy. They're going to systematically destroy all of the services as this thing grinds to a halt and then put whoever they need to in the camps and take over. That's their plan. That's why they want those tens of millions of Americans to take the death jab. They don't want to fight all you. They certainly don't want to fight all you now. So, you know, most of you are doing a good job helping them out, just sitting back watching, watching all this unfold, doing nothing about it. You know, we showed in a previous show addresses for all these people. You could have made a video, sent them an email. Some of you might have gotten responses. How many of you did that? But you're concerned. Think about it, folks. Life is not a spectator sport. I don't do this to entertain you. while monitoring access to concerts, conferences, and pilgrimages. Yeah, by monitoring access, tracking all participants and, you know, seeing who's meeting with who and who's spending the most time with the other people's COVID ID so that they can start mapping out people's networks. It uses real-time automated epidemiological data and blockchain technology that could help countries manage future waves of COVID-19 without the need for a total lockdown. COVID plus coming in September. Lovely. Yeah, that's their plan for a disease that is no less deadly than the flu, which they are turning into a pandemic through their vaccination program. Yeah, makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And 
here's a GoFundMe fundraiser for a 12-year-old who got the shot and dropped dead after basketball practice. 100% safe and effective. I love this one from Cliff. This is about uh, Zillow. So the question here that he's kind of posing and that I'm expanding upon a bit is, did Zillow overpay? See, Zillow went out and they bought all these houses. And we're going to go through through the story in just a second. And now they're trying to sell them at less than what they paid for them. And the idea behind it was, well, we buy them, we hold them for a short period of time and just sell them for just a little bit more. And we pocket the difference, right? So they bought like 7,000 homes and a bunch of them in Phoenix. Now aren't doing so hot. <laughs> so I'm asking... Uh, did Zillow overpay or did the vaccinated no longer need, need their homes to live in for some reason? Could it be so many of them are now dead that the market has more sellers than buyers? Has it turned right? And it's not turning because, you know, more people are trying to simplify or go back, move back with somebody else or whatever but because they are dying off because they're vaccinated and it's being covered up as, oh, it's just another heart attack or it's just another rare cancer that came on rapidly and doctors are shocked, but it has nothing to do with the vaccine that the person just recently took. Can't. Zillow Group's AI-powered house flipping operation was a dismal failure with 93% of homes in their Phoenix, Arizona portfolio, the company's second largest currently listed at less than what the real estate company had paid. Zillow is looking to unload approximately 7,000 homes for $2.8 billion after halting their iBuyer program. Zillow is likely to sell uh, houses to a multitude of buyers rather than packaging them for a single transaction, meaning flood the market with properties, so further reducing price. It <coughs> In Phoenix, 36, see, this is a, like a delayed correction. They put all these, all this inventory on their books and paid the holding costs for a while, hoping to profit a little bit. It went the wrong way. And what should have happened months ago is now going to happen in a bigger wave, basically. 36.5 of the properties currently for sale were listed below their purchase price, while the remainder of the 93% started higher only to have price reductions. <laughs> so they were hopeful that they could make some money on a few, you know, maybe not lose too much, come out with our shirt, you know, intact. But no, no. Launched in 2017, Zillow's iBuying arm uses a wide array of real estate data with the goal of quickly and efficiently acquiring properties to flip for a profit. Well, didn't work out that way. They, they upped what they paid for some of the properties as well because they had competition from, I guess, Redfin, OfferPad, and Opendoor. And now they're left holding the bag. And I think we're going to probably see more things like this happening, not just here, but around the world. And it's going to cause this global real estate uh, deflation. And, it is, and everything needs to deflate because there's going to be a lot less people because of this vaccine. Okay. This is Nurse Sarah. She's a new account. We're going to look at it in just a second. Uh, she's saying here, I still cannot understand how we are seeing more vaxxed COVID patients in our CCU critical care unit 
than unvaxxed COVID patients. Cardiac problems galore. This is no joke. Well, who is she? She's a cardiac nurse and a mom and has a family and so forth. And then she's retweeting Jen, another RN here in the, an ICU nurse saying, I felt defeated this past week at work. So frustrated and disheartened. Two more patients admitted last week for myocardial infection. Uh, in infraction, okay. Uh, both admitted within 48 hours of vaccination. Both died. Again, don't comment me. You're not in my ICU. You don't see what I see. What is she doing there? The vaccinated who are so desperate to be right about their decision are attacking her for recounting her firsthand experience as an ICU nurse talking about the reality of people getting vaccinated and coming in and dying. Two of them in one day. Or sorry, one week. So she's just showed up. She started posting some of the vaccine injured stories. I, I did talk to this lady. She This is a great video to watch as well. She's an ICU nurse explaining all this. She politely declined, didn't want to come on the show. So I'm like, okay, no problem. Uh, but anyway, she's uh, Nurse Sarah1990 uh, on Twitter. For those of you that want to follow her, I recommend it. I think this is, you know, some of the best evidence. This is a good way to like hear what's going on because she's dealing with it firsthand every day. Okay. Let me see here. I can't remember if we read this one or not, so I'm going to hit it again just quickly. Uh, the truth is eight to nine months after vaccination, you're now 13 more times 13 times more likely to catch COVID-19 and you're seven times more likely to be hospitalized if you get vaccinated after you have immunization, natural immunity, after you've gotten COVID. Okay. And so there's the study link and this was reported incorrectly without the part about after you get, after you catch COVID and have natural immunity. And I think it's important for people to know if you have had COVID and then you go get the shot, you're at a greater risk. You're putting yourself at a greater risk. And this study shows it's 13 times greater risk of being ending up in the hospital if you take this shot after you've gotten COVID. And here's another little bit of anecdotal evidence that I like. I live in Switzerland and my lady watches uh, medical rescue shows on TV. These are German TV shows. For weeks, months, young people with heart attacks seem to dominate and they try to make it seem normal. I told her it's mind control and has to do with COVID vax's midterm effects uh, incoming. Yeah. So, you know, what are they doing? They're trying to get out in front of it and make it seem like it's always been that way. Why? Why would they do that? Why would these people knowingly lie to you and cause harm, right? And here's Jacinda doing a press conference. She's awesome. I mean, she is a woman of the people. She loves humanity. You can tell it from her body language. 
would say is that we're all actually completely on the same page when it comes to driving vaccinations. And make- oh, we are? Well, wait a minute. If that's true, why do you have a vaccine program? Because people would just voluntarily sign up and go get it, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? Making sure that we're doing everything that we can to reach people that we need to. Why are you having to fire people from the government if everyone's on board? Because, you know, that's a lie. The truth is you fired the people who are not on board and the people who are left are complicit in genocide. This is an issue of... This is an so there you've got a reporter asking real questions. Why aren't you looking at the data in Israel? Why is the Israeli data good? Because it's a single product. They all took Pfizer because it's a uh, 86% are vaccinated. It's a very high percentage of the eligible population that is vaccinated. And uh, they were all vaccinated within a short period of time and they were vaccinated early. So they're one of the early control groups in this human, in this ex- medical experimentation that's happening on planet Earth right now. And the data does not look good. The vaccinated are ending up in the hospital and dying at far greater rates than the unvaccinated. So he's asking her this, a real question. Issue. It's not working in Israel. Now look what she does with her body language. Turns away from him, swats him with her hand, She is a psychopath. She doesn't see herself as like, she sees herself as above this, is like what I get from watching the way that she responds to this. Like this is beneath her to have to address this peasant here. She's she's terrible at this. I'm going to answer the questions of the accredited media. Oh, you're, you're disavowed. You're not accredited. So I don't have to answer your questions. We don't care if the people want to know the answers to the questions that you ask. I shall not be required to address them. Thank you. We'll move inside. Also in the UK. Sir, I will. Also in the UK. Did you hear? That's the other one. Another high percentage of the population vaccinated. What's happening over there? Well, covered that in the last show. The vaccinated, as immunity wears off, become far more likely to catch COVID, like more so than the unvaccinated, like twice as likely. (laughs) And they get sick and hospitalized and they're dying. But she's not here to take questions from the unaccredited media, sir. Shut down the press conference if you do not cease. Sorry to our accredited. It's rude to lie. Yes, it is. Members of uh, the gallery here, we might move to an inside venue. Unfortunately, we've got someone who's disrupting your press conference today. So we- Your press conference. Oh, see, she's doing this for the accredited media that will ask the softball questions to propagandize the people. She's not there to be accountable to anyone. She's not there to address the facts or reality. This is all for show for you normies. We might reconvene. Thank you. She knows what she's doing. She's complicit in genocide. 
and I look forward to her trial. And if she's found guilty... And if you want to listen to your order and you feel like you need to re-record, we can do that inside as well. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then... There's your accountability from the government. It's no different anywhere else. Because psychopaths, sociopaths are attracted to this power that can only be found in government. Because that's the only place you can get an absolute monopoly on violence over other people. If you're a child predator, where do you think you want to work? Somewhere that gives you power over kids? Like maybe CPS? I love that Elon Musk, the WEF, told him if he just sold one point something six percent of his wealth, that six billion dollars, we could end world hunger. And he's like, oh, what happened to this rape case where the UN were forcing nine-year-old kids to give blowjobs to get food? Did y'all did y'all get anywhere on that? And then the the six billion one, he responded with, uh, "Yeah, you put the plan forth. I want public accounting so we can see exactly how the money's going to be spent to solve the six billion dollars to solve world world hunger, and I'll sell the Tesla stock immediately. Balls in your court. They're not going to get back to him because that was meant to shame and stoke the propaganda fires amongst the normies." not to tell the truth, not to help the people that need it. So, just a little dose of reality for you guys. Okay, let's keep going here. So we've covered a lot of the soccer players, and I think we're going to get into some more in another thread here coming up. But I didn't want this one to slip by as well. NFL referee Carl Madsen dies after working the Chiefs-Titan game. So it's not just the players that are down and out with heart attacks left and right lately, but also the referees who are also going to be vaccinated. Okay. Uh, this is COVID-19 points to ponder from a pathologist pr- perspective. This is Dr. Ryan Cole, who runs the, you know, the big laboratory with 80 uh, employees and tests in thir- in uh, 12 different states. And uh, he's put together this excellent presentation. Pathology um, Fellowship and was the chief fellow at the Mayo Clinic. He did Dermatopathology Fellowship at Columbia, and he was the chief fellow there. I see a trend. Um, he is now the CEO and medical director of Cole Diagnostics in Boise. So I love people that try and discredit him like, He's some quack doctor when he's been the top dog at the Mayo Clinic and other places, you know, in his field. And now he's got this, another one of the comments was, oh, see all those product bottles in the interview with him? Bro, come on. (laughs) It's like, dude, he's got 80 fucking employees, dumbass. Shut up. Um, So this isn't 10 points, uh, in 10 minutes, it's actually 20 minutes, but he makes some really great ones in here. Um, you know, he talks about the whole idea of, of the relationship and informed consent and so forth. And then he goes into 
uh, you know, right here, he show, he's showing the proper way that a nasal swab should be taken versus how, which is where you basically go in like this and then this way and back to hit the lower nasal, uh, whatever, tubule, uh, tubulate or whatever that is, not straight up to your brain where they're currently doing it. So like they're not even doing the test right. Swabbing from the place that they should, they're shoving it up the nose and injuring people. I mean, it's just so stupid. Plate of the brain doing it absolutely incorrectly. Okay, so with a PCR, what are we detecting? You know, we're Here's where he's going through the PCR testing. I want you to hear this section because I think this is a great explanation. He does a killer job on this. We're not even detecting the car on your left there or the virus. We're detecting the blueprint for the car, okay? But we're not even detecting that much of it. We're really looking for, and this is thanks to Dr. So we're, we're detecting the car. Fragments of DNA is what they're, they're checking for with the PCR test. Car parts, the blueprint for the car parts. So PCR is only looking at a part and a specific, hopefully conserved sequence of a virus. PCR with RNA virus, you have to do a primer, turn it into DNA, and then amplify. And then we... And the amplifies, amplification, those are the CT cycles where they increase and increase and magnify, magnify, magnify what genetic material is in there. After 26, it's not 24, 26, according to Fauci, old Fauci, pre-pandemic Fauci. It's not really a reliable indication of infection. They were going all the way up to 45. And some were going higher. You amplify it, you hear your CT values, and people complain, well, what does it mean, what doesn't it mean? I'll tell you what it means. Here we go. Is a PCR meaningful or meaningless? Okay, and uh, he makes a great point here. I'm, not, I'm just going to explain it to you. He's got one test that's 34, one test that's 15. He's pointing out this is meaningless. What these tests, the way they're meant to be used is over time to show changes in the CT, right? So if you're at 34 and then you go to 15 on your next test a week later, then you know, okay, that patient has been infected, right? Because before we had to double the genetic material 34 times before the test could detect it. Now it's down to 15. So that means there's a lot more of the virus or whatever genetic fragments we're testing for in the person than there were the last time. And again, also, if it's 15 the first test and a week later it's 34, well, that's an indication that this person is getting over the infection and the virus levels are being reduced in their body. And if it's 35 and then 35 again, okay, we know that uh, you know this person is fine. Yes. Well, these tests should be used in symptomatic patients. If you get a CT of 34, all of these tests, if you run the cycles too high on the PCR, and if you test asymptomatic uh, patients with these tests. So using a test the proper way at the proper time is what we should be doing, and we've gone crazy societally overusing testing. Yes. And that's from a guy that runs a lab. <laughs> you know, I don't mind going back to just reading. He's making bank, testing all these COVID tests, right? So he's literally speaking out against his best interest because he cares about humanity. Biopsies and not doing way too many PCR tests, I promise. Anybody testing, there's lateral flow tests. There's some good ones. There's some bad ones. A lot have been pulled from the market. In the laboratory on the right, we actually use, you know, big machines and chemiluminescent tests. Um, 
okay. T-cell memory tests. This is the other section. So this it, this gets a little technical, but he's talking about uh, the T-cells and this is the immune system being decimated and so forth. There's a good one out there, the T-detect. Usually about 15 days after the infection, you can start detecting the genes that are turned on and turned off in the virus. 95% um, sensitive, 99% plus percent specific. There's others coming onto the market. That's simply a blood draw and you can send those off. All right, where are we now? Delta variant, is it real? Yes, it is. It's more transmissible, certainly. There are new mutations in it, multiple um, at the receptor binding domain, a lot of substitutions um, that make it more virulent. This is the one that really makes it um, interesting because at the furin cleavage site of the, the delta spike, um, it splits more easily. 10% of bound virus would get into cells previously. Now with Delta, about 75% of bound virus because of this mutation can get into cells. So why do we see Delta going like a wildfire in patients? That's why these new mutations have allowed it to do so. All right, question pathologist, where are all the autopsies? And Dr. Merritt brought this up earlier. That's a really good question. And we've had a novel new disease supposedly to happen. Okay, so he's going through <clears throat> going through the VAERS numbers, showing there's a big problem here. You know, um, David Schwartz, I showed him this chart right here. This is the it's this is when it was sixteen thousand. Now it's over seventeen thousand deaths reported in VAERS. And his response was, Well, you know, look at the general death rate, doesn't seem that out of place in that in the context of that. But if you go and actually look at the flu shots, they gave far more flu shots and had far fewer death reports in VAERS, which suggests that if that's the case, either one of two things is happening. People are reporting more deaths than they ever did before, or uh, the vaccine is killing people, whereas the flu injections did not. So I think it kind of debunks his suggestion there. Let me see what else. Et cetera. If somebody's had COVID, like lots of the talking about natural immunity being stronger, he goes through tests. So those of you that are vaccinated, these are some of the tests. D-dimer, that's to check for blood clotting. Uh, let me let him tell you. Actually, I'll just shut up. <laughs> Immune modulations post-shot. What are we looking at? Pre and post-shot labs. Uh, good idea if someone's forced by their employer to do it. If they want to document and have a recourse against an, an employer, do a pre-panel. Do a D-dimer, do a sed rate, do a C-reactive protein, do a troponin, do a CBC, CMP, maybe add an, another creative uh, test or two in there. And then after their shot, if they're not feeling too well, you might as well check those again. Now you have documentation. And the patients that uh, complain about uh, post-vaccine injury Check these anyway. I know a lot of our colleagues are ignoring basic science, and I would encourage them not to. Okay, um, what about what's happening with the shots in terms of immune mod modulation? This was a paper out of the Netherlands. The va uh, Pfizer vaccine uh, induces complex functional reprogramming of innate immune responses, which should be considered in the development and use of this new class of vaccines. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means we're seeing dysregulation, misregulation, and downregulation of a transmembrane receptor called toll-like receptors, number three, number four, number seven, number eight. We're seeing... So when I say TLR four, seven and eight is the one I knew about, and then I couldn't remember if it was three or four, it's three and four. As I understand it, those are receptors on your uh, CD8 
uh, killer T cells, right? Your, your immune cells that go around hunting for viruses. And when they find a cell that's been infected with the virus, they kill it. Well, this turns it off so that they can't go in and, and plug in. And why did they do that? So that they could slip this mRNA into the cells without triggering the immune system. Except they didn't turn, do anything to turn it back on. Is there a way to turn it back on? We don't really know. And they don't seem to be too uh, concerned with it either. Latent viruses uh, pop up. Herpes family, zoster, HSV-1, 2, HHV, uh, number 4, Epstein-Barr, RSV, HPV, etc. Respiratory sinovirus that's also uh, the, wearing the masks contributes to that. There's a lot of kids getting sick with RSV because they're wearing a mask all day in school. And of course, <clears throat> zoster is, uh, uh, I think it's a herpes family virus that's um, the shingles. So we're having these outbreaks of shingles. We're having these outbreaks of herpes and everything else. Why? Because they're downregulating the body's ability to respond to viruses and cancers. Uh, these toll-like receptors keep viruses in check That's when they're at normal levels. Well, post-Pfizer in this study, it's like all of a sudden, huh, these receptors are dysregulated. Why are we seeing viruses? Because those after the shot are downregulated. How long do they stay downregulated? I guess we'll find out. Are we doing the science is the question. Uh, really critical is cancer. What do you need to allow cancer to proliferate? Downregulation chronically of TL4 and TL3. So what does the shot do? Downregulation. So we're seeing more zoster. What about P53, the guardian of the genome, P53, you know, tumor suppressor gene? Well, interestingly, studies show that the spike subunit binds to um, P53 receptor. It also binds to the BRCA gene. So what are the long-term implications of P53 and giving a shot that is the spike protein? Uh, that's a good question. This is what we're doing. What about interleukin-6? Chronic elevation of interleukin-6 leads to chronic uh, inflammation, increased cancer. What about interferon-1, JAK, STAT? All these cancer pathways are upregulated. So these are really critical, important questions. And that's why we're seeing all of these people showing up at the hospital with these tumors that just came out of nowhere. The doctors can't believe how fast they're growing. It's because their body's ignoring them. It's not attacking them. And its ability to attack them has been deregulated, has been uh, degraded, I think is the best word for it, reduced. So that it can't, it, the cells, the, I think it's the glandiocytes that build the antibodies, those are, are reduced. All right, where'd the flu go? All right, the secret social lives of viruses. Everybody's asked this question, and this is really a fascinating area. Here's their social life, <laughs> hanging out at the bar of these little viruses and whatnot. Um, in the social life of viruses, there's something called a viral arbitrium. They send little pep peptides back and forth, signaling peptides. And if you look at, at the graphs for about 50 years in uh, Europe and the Western uh, countries, you can see strong cold season, low flu season, strong flu season, low cold season, back and forth. And you can see these variations. What stopped uh, the 2009 flu outbreak was uh, a rhinovirus outbreak. So they actually signal to each other. It's just not all the hmm. testing wasn't happening or we were that's fascinating. I don't remember this part. I might have not 
made it to the end. We weren't looking for flu. I, I think the amount of flu testing went down, certainly, and the flu was certainly still here. But also, this is an, a, a newer area in lab medicine, virology. Well, and I would say, I would add to that, the PCR testing was so ridiculous and so overcycled. And of course, now, don't forget, they've changed the CT threshold values and they have one that's like 40 plus for the vac for the unvaccinated and for a vaccinated COVID positive case, it's I think 30, 36 or 32 that they are no, 28 it's somewhere in there. Anyway, so we have this two tiered system. Why? Because they know what's happening. They know the vaccinated are getting sick. So they're making it harder to find as a COVID case, because again, remember when they report on COVID and the vaccine, the elephant in the room is all of these people dying of cancer and heart attacks, myocarditis, blood clots that are not being attributed to the vaccine because you have brainwashed doctors like the one that's crying about to over, uh, you know, soft killing these children that trust him. The guy in the white lab coat who's telling us the experiment must continue. Virology research to understand is viruses can suppress each other and talk to each other. All right, what about antibody dependent enhancement? Are we seeing it? Probably. Um, you know, we were warned about thought. it last year. We've known with coronaviruses and trying to vaccinate, we know the history of SARS CoV 1 and MERS, it happens. Uh, this family of viruses constantly mutates fast enough to stay ahead of playing whack-a-mole with a booster shot. And because of that, you know, we are still putting a population at great risk with no long-term safety uh, knowledge as to whether or not this is going to happen. We know the viral loads are up. Are we starting to see a, uh, binding non-neutralizing antibodies? You bet we are. What about natural immunity COVID recovered? Broad, natural, long-lasting, durable, as Dr. McCola right here says. Far stronger than a vaccine immunity. Common sense. What is a vaccine? It is mimicking a portion of a natural. That's the single antigen response. It's looking for one little thing. The virus figures that out, moves around it, and it becomes useless. And in fact, can become more dangerous. Infection. What are we doing with a vaccine? Trying to mimic nature. I think nature has it right from the, from the word go. And those who are COVID recovered have this fantastic antibody in their eyes and their tears in their mouth called IgA, which we don't get from the vaccines. Why are the vaccinated carrying high viral loads? They're not neutralizing with IgA like the COVID mm -hmm. recovered are. Uh, Long-term immunity since 1918 in elderly people from the um, 1918 flu pandemic. You know, grandma's measles, she's still immune. Uh, hepatitis A gives a rise to natural active immune response leading to lifelong protection. Why are we ignoring nature? because it's more profitable to push deadly pharmaceutical drugs mandated by the government. Dr. Ryan Cole. And the other thing too, people panic about antibodies. Don't worry about your antibodies. They'll go down, but you know what goes up? Your T cell response goes up. And in SARS-CoV-1, 18 years later, the individuals that have been studied still have long-term uh, immunity to SARS-CoV-1 from their T cells 18 years later. All right. Think of the, think of the latest booster shot. How long those last in now? Six weeks, they start to degrade. 
The virus is a bicycle, front tires the spike, you get a shot, you get an antibody to the spike, and a bunch of antibodies to the spike, you get an infection, you get antibodies to the whole bike and T-cell memory to the whole bike. Okay, there's the delta crash bent spike up front there. Your body, if you've had COVID, remembers the rest of the bicycle and will forever, hopefully. Um, and to and mount a response, a wider, more robust response that does a better job of protecting you than the injection, the chemical injection designed to, to induce illness via synthetic pathogen ever will, right? And if you put that shit in your body, it will destroy and attack your natural immunity. And in the process, probably cause some severe reactions. You're far more likely, we covered that. It's insanity. They, they, how do they not know this? They do. This is not like, oh, well, we're, we're, we just were looking at the wrong science, I guess. No, they know. They're hiding it. We've shown you step by step all along the way how they knew. They knew that it spread to the whole body from their own bioassay study. And yet they're telling us it stays at the injection site. They're not doing the swabs right. They're not doing the the shots right. Some of them are pinching the arm, which is far more likely to make it intervascular instead of intermuscular. They're not drawing to see if they hit a vein or a capillary. It's unbelievable. What a joke this all is. How none of these people are even doing their job right. It's like they don't care. As long as they do the minimum that the state tells them, which licenses them and gives them permission to earn a living, then they're good. And the experiment continues. And if they start to question, well, then they're removed from the experiment. To vaccinate the COVID recovered is scientifically incoherent. Yes. Treatments, uh, <laughs> thank you. Dr. Uh, Dr. Urso went over treatment, 91,000 patients. Okay, excellent video. I recommend you guys go watch that one a little more in depth. But I think those were like the key points for me. Ah, that's brilliant. Now I understand how the PCR test should be used. It's more of a time series to show changes over time. In that way, it's effective. Um, <clears throat> the whole antibody thing explained that it's these four receptors, three, four, seven, and eight on your CD8 T cells. And, and your, anyway, all that. So, okay, let's keep going here. Oh, that's, this is the, uh, the uh, study that they looked at for um, recommending it for the kids five through 11. I'm, I've been reading through it. And this first paragraph right here is where they explain how, you know, they, they don't come, come right out and say, no kids got sick and were hospitalized or died. So we had to fabricate the data. No, they're like, the way it was determined, it's just they use all this flowery language, but it's bullshit. There is no emergency. There is no possible justification for this on any scientific basis. They are trying to cull the human race.
And y'all need to understand that and do something. Here's Dr. Robert Malone. Um, so there's this investigation that he's read through and pulled out some quotes. And I want you to, I want to read these to you so you guys will have them as well. <clears throat> and he starts out, comprehensive investigations revealed consistent uh, pathophysiological alterations after vaccination with COVID-19 vaccines. What does that mean? It's permanently altering your body, your physiology. Besides generation of neutralizing uh, antibodies, consistent alterations in hemoglobin A1C, serum, sodium, and potassium levels, coagulation profiles, and renal functions, including those related to diabetes, renal dysfunction, cholesterol metabolism, coagulation problems, electrolyte imbalance. Don't forget the cells clumping together is likely a charge. You know, they, they're supposed to be all charged identically so that they uh, repel each other and kind of maintain some space. But now after vaccination, they're clumping up into these long strings and they can't having trouble even drawing blood from some of them because the blood's all clumped together and it won't ooze out a little pinprick in the finger. Remember that? Uh, let me see. Electrolyte imbalance in a way as if the volunteers experienced an infection. So like it's basically pointing out these guys got really sick with something and it's uh, permanently messed with their systems. This is after vaccination, folks. SCRNA, SCQ of PBMCs before and after vaccination reveal dramatic changes in immune cell gene expression, not only echoing some of the clinical lab measures, but also suggestive of increased NFKB-related inflammatory responses. I don't know what that is. It's probably just some uh, indication that they're able to test for to know that some specific inflammation process in the body is going on. Is, is I, th I think what that's saying. If somebody knows and wants to pipe in and chat, that'd be awesome. Um, which turned out to be mainly taking place in classical monocytes, which have to do, I know, with the RNA and DNA and that conversion. And if those get damaged, it's bad for the cell life and so forth. Um, SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, VeroCell inactivated uh, Beijing Institute of Biological Products was administered intramuscularly into the deltoids. It's supposed to be put into your arm, uh, even though they're pinching and not really doing it right. See if that's the end of this. Okay. So again, the reason I'm pointing that out to you is so that you guys know if you take this shot, it's it's perm it, it's messing with your system and it might be permanent. And it's looking like you've gotten over some serious illness that's altered your chemical balance, your your immune system, and it might be permanent. And it's probably not good. Probably not good. Okay. There's a couple things I want to get into here that are not COVID related. So in this tweet right here, how about we ban a system? This is, well, let me show you. Huge cheers from the crowd as Glenn Young, Youngin vows Youngkin 
vows to ban critical race theory. You can tell how much I follow and worship these politicians. Listen to what he says. Let me be clear. Let me be clear on day one. We will tell us, tell us, Glenn, be clear. Will not have political agendas in the classroom and I will ban critical race theory. We're not going to have political agendas in the classroom. Oh, you're going to start teaching the kids anarchy and different ways to organize society? No, I don't think you are, Glenn. I don't think you are. So let me. So I'm pointing out here how about we ban a system that allows such an ideology to be forced upon parents while deploy, depriving them of alternatives and forcing them to pay. Hello, isn't that the real problem here? Am I surrounded by idiots? And I really wonder about this because what are these people doing? They're arguing and using the guns of government to force their ideology on the other people, which is exactly what they want to do to them. So the solution is not to do what you don't want someone else to do to you and do it in greater numbers so that you can get the guns of government behind you and point it in the direction you want them pointed. The answer is to stop using violence, coercion, and monopolies and to, to generate a monopoly that rests upon stealing people's houses and selling them out from under them, throwing them out on the street, and if they don't go, putting a bullet in their head and murdering them so that you can steal their things. That's what funds the school system. How about we stop that and we just allow parents to pick whatever fucking way they want to educate their kids? Hmm? Surrounded by idiots. You don't... There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. The means are the ends, not the other way around. You don't war your way to peace. If you want peace, be peaceful. And threatening and forcing your ideology on others is not being peaceful. It's war. It may not be war to you. It may be common sense to you, but to them, it's war. And violence begets violence. When will we learn this lesson? How much longer are we going to keep doing this to our friends and neighbors before we realize there's a better way to educate our children? Okay, I love this one. This is shameful. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Okay. That's not correct. Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You that should resign in disgrace, Judge. <laughs> this is shameful. Okay. I want to watch this again because so much happened in those few little seconds right there. Um, so he tells him he, this is shameful. This guy is not listening. He's waiting to respond. Okay. Listen to this. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Okay. That's not. He goes to answer the question and he doesn't realize he's literally getting berated here. And you can see he's just like, well, I'll, I'll, give, I'll get my answer in here real quick. And it, 
it hasn't even hit him what he says until right after he starts speaking. That's not correct. Thank God you're... <laughs> that he's like deer in the headlights moment right there. Not on the Supreme Court. You that- should resign in disgrace, Judge. <laughs> Can't look at him. Closes his eyes. Looks down. Uh, trying to figure out, oh man, how do I come back from this? And watch this right here. Look at that left eye, his left eye closes right there while his right eye stays open. Now, this could be a couple things. This might just be a stress response, right? Like he just got owned in front of uh, the whole world and and he, he just stressed and it caused his eye to twitch like that. Or it could be that he's vaccinated and he's got a very f- mild form of Guillain-Barre developing because I, you know, I can't really tell he's kind of like this to the camera and I'm trying to look at the sides of his mouth to see it almost seems like this side over here is tilted down a little more, but it's also the way his head's tilted and the way the camera's kind of off to the side. So we're getting, we're seeing more of that side than the other side. So I, I'm not sure it, it could, it, like I said, it could be a stress response, could be very, very mild uh, case of Count Beret that might get worse. I, I, you know, we don't know, but it's interesting. Very, very interesting. And I love the little encounter there. Okay. <clears throat> So here's some more, I think these are really great examples of um, what life, what you can expect going forward as this die-off continues and accelerates like I think it's going to. All right, so we already covered in uh, Brooklyn, I think it was, yeah, Brooklyn, how they're not picking up the garbage and it's piling up. I don't know if anybody in the audience lives there and knows, but uh I'm curious, is it still piling up? Is it getting eventually taken away, just sitting out there for days? You know, what's the current status? But I think that's a kind of thing that we can, that you can expect in the future. Here's New York. They closed 26 fire stations in New York City. And one of them, they hung a sheet out that said uh, the vaccine mandates did this. And of course, the the um, get vaccinated now crowd is out there saying, oh, it's these firefighters refusing to protect our community. Like, oh, fuck you. They went out there while you were cowering in your house and pulled people out of cars, helped people that were hurt and injured, risked their lives. And now you're going to attack them. What a, what a hypocrite. So here's one. Uh, So here's what I'm hearing. This is someone responding to one of my posts. My sister-in-law, who is a nurse, just called into emergency COVID work. Uh, So many nurses are leaving jobs that she has to be on call in a facility hours away for one month, making $30,000 as compensation. The amount of people resigning must be staggering. And they might have 10, 20, 50 of her, of you know, travel nurses 
making 30 grand a month to, to enforce this vaccine mandate, right? And in some cases we saw where they were hiring back the same people they laid off <laughs> who were still not vaccinated because they weren't checking. So, how long, my question is, how long before the hospitals and medical system ceases to function? It's all going down the toilet, prepare. And I did see, I've also seen some of these nurses and doctors band together and set up their own little clinics, wellness clinics and stuff, where they can do some of these various IV treatments and uh, McCullough's treatment protocol and some others and so forth. So they're all, they're, these self-organizing collectives are starting to happen and this is going to be the replacement when this existing system craters because I think it's coming, folks. Get ready for it. Of course, here's a train. This is in Los Angeles, not far from Union Station a few days ago. Uh, and you can see just the railways are littered with boxes. So what's happening? These trains stop to pull into the station. The thieves jump on the tail end of the train, start opening up the containers, pulling the stuff out, and running off and stealing it. So you might be waiting on for months to get your new video card and then... In transit, it ends up getting ripped off. And it's funny to me that, uh, you know, like that was one of the things in V for Vendetta where he got his butter and so forth. He would rob the government trains. <laughs> well, it's happening. Here is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, hold on one sec. Okay. KISS had to cancel their concert. They've been trying to do this tour apparently since all through COVID and had various problems. Everybody's double vaccinated, but I think their guitar guy, lead guitar tech died from COVID-19 and somebody else is, uh, that's support staff for the band is sick. So they're canceling the whole thing. You also had, there was another show I read that, yeah, um, Bon Jovi, he tests positive, so he had to cancel this other event down in Florida, I think, and then they brought in some country western singer or something to to fill in for him. So I think that's another thing, you know, to we may not have concerts for several years, not like we do today. I mean, I think they'll still go on. They just won't be on a large scale like they are today. This is one of the things that's going to kind of have to reform after things stabilize in a few years. Okay. So, some protest stuff going on. I like this. So, th th I think this is France and a bunch of the unvaccinated, many of them wearing masks and stuff stormed the supermarkets and did an indoor protest. So I think that kind of stuff is great and much needed, much, much needed. And here's some uh, Russian women against the, the store security guard checking the QR codes for vaccination. Yeah, they just pushed him out of the way. These Russian women are tough. I don't want to mess with them.
So they pretty much, he's telling them no, and they just start walking around him and push him. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're not having it. We're going shopping. <laughs> so, do something. Do something. And I loved this one. This is at a mall in Australia. Guy with a microphone and another guy carrying the karaoke battery powered box. So they're basically marching through this mall with this big portable PA system. There's not very many people in there, unfortunately, but I think this is great activism. Reaching people and letting them know, no, we're not having this. And I'd like there to be an educational aspect to it, but, you know, doing something over nothing is, I don't care. Go do it. Yes. All right, and then after that, there's this one right here. I'd love to see 100 people show up and remove these concrete barriers that they placed in front of this restaurant that refused to do the vaccine passports. And, uh, you know, these are like the big barriers for holding back dirt that, that, you know, they'd use on mining sites and so forth or for cars to run into. And they've piled six, four of them across Two in front of the door with signs and tape and thou shall not. And apparently they arrested the owners. And this is more fear and intimidation and propaganda. That's all this is. They have to make an example of the one or two ants that stand up so that the rest don't come piling in because then they can't control the situation. All right, here's another one. We came to uh, Canadian Tire because a young lady got assaulted here last week. So we finished up the protest and we're now here with over 100 mass free people. You can hear them cheering. The RCMP is here. They walked us inside. They're here with other local police, and they're 100% supportive, and we are absolutely enjoying our freedom here, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. Everybody mask-free. So they invaded. This is is in Canada. This is what we call standing up for ourselves. And uh, apparently the police didn't stop them, and people are walking around without masks. God bless you, my brother. 
And this is a great, great little protest here, I think. Look at this. We're actually singing. And I'm loving this thing. Absolutely loving this thing. Right up to this point. Right here. He just made the whole thing about himself. This is why I don't like this guy. I mean, I love what he does, but. Anyway, still a great job. So, and this one, this is this is an old story. This Bible's from like 2016 when it was announced, but it's interesting. It's an Ethiopian Bible, oldest and most and complete Bible on the planet. Still has many of the books which were removed from the regular Bible shared around the world today. Amazing, over 88 books, including the Book of Enoch, which. For those of you that have read into that and know about the Nephilim and the giants and how it ties in with flooding the earth and so forth, that's in the Bible. Another one they took out is the uh, Ezekiel, who writes this account that seems like he went up in this fire wheel, which sounds like a spacecraft into outer space to meet with these beings that told him this stuff. I think this kind of this ties in with what's underway here. So, and we'll talk about it more later. Anyway, just thought that was interesting. And then, yeah, that's where I found the video. All right, that's it. Uh, if you guys want to jump on the chat, use asterisks. Um, those of you in the text chat, if you're on uh, spaces on Twitter and you want to come on and say something, ask a question, whatever, Click on the little mic button and I will bring you in when I can. And I'm going to switch over here and scroll up. I saw several questions go by. Let me see what I can capture. <clears throat> Bear with me for just a minute. Okay. When the fucked up duck are people going to wake up to what is actually happening educated people that are brain dead yeah it's not that they're brain dead it's that they're indoctrinated really is kind of how i see it and they're captured by the propaganda it's powerful and they attach their identity to it and then them being wrong means they told what they told everybody all this time was also wrong and that's and and harmed some of these people so that's a hard pill for a lot of them to swallow so it's easier for them to just blindly accept the propaganda as fact xrp will take off before they destroy this country in american will it take off I, I don't know probably not i mean it might uh 
New York City residents, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens confirmed trash is piling up still. Okay, thank you. So it's it's not being picked up in all those neighborhoods now, so it's getting worse. And they're, I guess, a week later, and oof, that's not good. It's That's going to bring in a lot of rats and disease. It's going to get nasty in those cities. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Sam, how about that news out of Japan on ivermectin? So that's from Hal Turner's radio show, which if you remember, (laughs) I read the article. Uh, I want to see a better source on it. Uh, He's referencing like a video clip. I want to see the video clip. Uh, And then somebody comes out, there was somebody that attacked his story and he's like, we were right about this and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, this is also the website that told us, remember the um, the earthquake up in the New England states right along the border was 500,000 Chinese troops killed in a bunker or, or something like that. Yeah, it's the, that's the same guy that brought that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit on that until I see something a little better than what we've got right now. That's not going to do it for me. So the hearing today is on the highwire.com. Oh, okay, good. I'll go watch it there. Thank you. All right, guys. Nobody wants to jump in and ask anything. Y'all are quiet tonight. And that's it. Okay. I think I'm going to wrap up there then. Or here's one last one. Uh, you think thousands... Uh, possibly millions of people dying with the vax until March. The truth will be almost impossible to suppress by the mainstream media. I don't know how many are going to die. Um, people are dying now. It's uh, it's in significant enough numbers for people that are aware of what's happening. They see it, you know, like you guys see really clear, I think, what's happening from me showing you all the examples of people dying from the vaccine, from the medical establishment covering it up, refusing to acknowledge that it's related to the vaccine, all of the vaccine injured, uh, telling very similar stories of going through all the testing roulette where the insurance company gets billed for lots and lots of money and they find nothing and then they tell them they're crazy or they're experiencing stress and they send them home to get sicker and then come back with no treatment plan because why? Well, there can't be a treatment plan under the EUA. And of course the EUA requires that it's has to be better than 50% effective. It's got to be better than chance, right? Uh, so they have to use old numbers, old data because the new data shows that it's not above 50%. So this whole thing, just like the kids FDA approval that's imminent just like that being a total fabrication, they had nobody sick, nobody in the hospital, nobody died in their little trial. So like, where's the emergency? There's not one. So what did they do? 
they invented one by importing data from where there was an emergency, which means this thing is not justified and these people are going to do it anyway. They know exactly what they're doing. The addition of the heart medication should just be such a red flag, even to these indoctrinated doctors. Like, come on, how fucking dumb, how important is it to you to, to die in ignorance thinking that you were right than to tell these people the truth. They are putting heart medication to hide the damage that's being done to the children that you're injecting. And you're, you know it and you fucks are going to go along with it. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Stargate SG-1 is a documentary. Prove me wrong. Well, that takes us to the Parasite show if that ever gets done. <laughs> so, Enoch is still in the Bible. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm not a Bible scholar. I want to go through and read it, but I've seen a lot of interviews and stuff, so that's my context for it, is like the George Nori shows and uh, Coast to Coast, um, and so forth where experts that have looked into it a lot have studied it and so forth. And I think there's some truth to it. And I think there's uh, ETs that are not just out there, but here meaning not, and not just in the skies here, but on the planet here and maybe in the earth here. So, and I think they are manipulating and controlling society and we're kind of like an experiment genetic experiment and um, they've decided it's time for a call to select for traits. Okay. Uh, Where does crypto come into play with everything going on? So I answered that question yesterday in the show. Go watch there. So yeah. So I love Stargate SG one. That's one of my favorite series. So, Many friends, have, I've watched the whole thing, like multiple, all, all 10 seasons or whatever it is, multiple times. That's how much I like it. <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're dropping major hints in that show. The 100th episode, uh, Wormhole Extreme, where they did a show that was like a mock of a TV show that was based on the real project, the real Stargate SG-1 project. And they would show the episode and it was like cheesy and it was getting all these things wrong about the real Stargate SG-1 program that they were a part of in this TV show. And the whole thing was like to hit you on the head and say, this is real, dummies. This is real. This is what's really happening. We get some things wrong, some of the details wrong, but this is loosely the reality that we exist in that there are all these species and all this conflict and different races that are some are good some are not so good some want to harm us and see us as pests and would think no different than the bugs that you kill that splat on your windshield then you would think about that that you know them killing us versus you killing a bug that's the analogy so it's going to get interesting. <laughs> okay. Many friends have multi 
multiple family members vaxxed, dropped dead in recent weeks, and three people with absent immune systems, it's clear as day. Yeah, it's happening. And uh, at some point, it's going to become undeniable for this reason right here. Everybody's going to know somebody. They're going to start talking about it. And it doesn't matter what the propagandist media says anymore. People are going to know. And they're going to figure it out. And there's going to be some major blowback major majorly pissed off people looking to uh get their pound of flesh in revenge and retribution unfortunately so okay uh the other books gnostics were expurgated for several reasons not the least of which is that they were pseudopigraphic i don't know what that is that's interesting you got an article whitey uh or witty witty world send it to me on twitter i'd love to read something or watch something along those lines i'll probably go out and find some and like touch up on it ezekiel not enoch okay uh do you believe the reptilians are infiltrated inside the government i don't know i don't know uh, people have a natural propensity to ignore anything that challenges their reality. Yeah. It's uh, cognitive dissonance. We talked about it. So, okay. We've got, let me see if I can get the screen back. Little pause. Uh, go ahead and unmute. Hey, Sam. Hey, what's going on? Hey, buddy. I uh, spoke to you a little while ago on your first spaces, and I explained we had a group where we look out for each other. Yeah, yeah, right. And, uh, You've got a veterinarian in there um, and some other folks. You're down yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, one of our groups got uh, taken nine days ago. Taken um, where? What they, what, to, to the um, grocery store? Quarantine. Oh. <laughs> no, they take, you to a, they take you to a hotel. Now, what happened was... No, hold on, though. I want to... Um, uh, is the hotel at his expense or at their expense? And I mean, how did he get tested in the first place? Right. So I'll, I'll tell you how it happened for him. Okay. He went into a venue with a QR code. Okay. And that, and that venue had a positive case, shall we say. Oh my God. So he was what was contact traced to. So, that tells the government that he has been in a venue with a positive case. He then gets a message and tells him to home quarantine for 14 days and get tested. And like, what do you right? do? What, what do you do if you have to earn money for a job? Let's keep going with this, Sam. Yeah, okay. Right? So, it's, it's, okay. so you're so home for two one. weeks without pay, potentially, and you still have to pay rent and well, all that you, stuff, but the government's decided... You shall not earn money. Yep. Okay, right. keep going. So, what they did is they called him. Now, he never got a call. But because they called him to check that he was where he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and he didn't answer his phone for a phone call he never got, mm. a police officer and a doctor showed up and gave him what they call a Section 64, and they took him. Wait, wait so they didn't even out. test him at this point? To determine if he was no. positive? 
None. And they put him in quarantine they, based on data that says he fine. might have been around this person. Correct. Right? This is insanity. So he's, in, he's in our group, right? So he's, he's sending videos from the hotel room. Now, for me, I work with dogs. Uh-huh. He has two large dogs. They let him take his dogs, right? Oh, God, in a hotel room? <laughs> he's in a hotel room with two large bull breeds. And he's reaching out to me and the others in the group. He's been in there nine days now. Okay, he has no symptoms. <laughs> he's not positive, but he can't leave. The nurses will only take these two large dogs outside into the courtyard for five minutes and bring them back up again. They go to the bathroom and more than saying, once a day. And he's saying, I need to pay someone. I need a friend to come and take my dog's out. This is inhumane. How is this allowed? And they're like, you contact well, no I mean, one. the stunning part is that they've taken over this man's life, deprived him of his livelihood for two weeks, and, like, they don't even have a positive test to show that he's a threat to anyone. Like, what, right. what is wrong with these people? That's right. I will, I will say, though, people are waking up every day. Okay, good. Um, I had one of my clients I went to um, yesterday, and he came out of his house very sheepishly and said, how are things out there? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty hot, not too busy. He said, nah, I meant the mood. And I looked at his face, and I said, you mean like lockdown? <laughs> you mean like fuck the government <laughs> mood? <laughs> yeah, like... Because I drop breadcrumbs with these people all the time. Just, good, good. Yeah. You know, I'll mention. It's a, it's a fine line to walk, right? Because you don't want to like piss them he, off if they're super liberal or something. You can no. kind of tell those people, but still. He's also into camping. Someone who makes okay. camping gear in Australia is standing up and saying, I'm letting everybody and I'm not discriminating. So the yeah. breadcrumb was, how good is he standing up? I think that's great. Yeah. Leave it at that. Perfect. Right. Yep. So he's come back to me and he's got this look on his face that <laughs> something's not right. So I, I said, okay, why, why are you asking me this? And he said, my 14-year-old daughter has two friends in the same social group who have just had heart conditions. Yeah. Yeah. We played a, a video of a, a friend, his best friend, his daughter, got the shot and was just really getting her ass kicked by it. And he put a, you know, a really heartfelt video out to say like, listen, this stuff is not a joke. It's for real. And it, it really hits home for a lot of these people and instantly like wakes them up when they realize it's not as isolated or as rare and unusual as they tell us it is. Right. And I could, I could, I could tell that something wasn't. He knew something wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. But I could only go medical with him. I could explain to him, "Do you know what mRNA is? Do you know what a spike protein is? Do you know what inflammation is?" Like I'm just going. And that's that's a touch to the simple. That's like a touchy subject because you know the reality is the the people is depend depends on the extent. But the people diagnosed with these myocarditis and pericarditis, their mortality rates at three and five years and 10 years are 
most of them. So it's a hard I, pill for I people to go, swallow. I didn't go easy on them. I, sim- I simply said, myocarditis, that tissue is done for good. Yeah. Like that doesn't get better. That body doesn't regenerate. So are we taking years off the life or are we saying there are only so many years? I gave him just enough information. Okay, to look up. I also gave him a, a video on how the immune system works in two different parts. Good. Because if you don't understand that, you can't go further down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And then you stay I, away from all the World did, Economic Forum. Did you catch the um, yeah. Did you catch the Dr. Cole video from the show that we played a little bit of? No. Okay. Oh, he's not, I, did. I, I love him. What, yeah. yeah. I love, Watch that I love the video. PR it's breakdown. It's like it's twenty minutes long, but he just really kind of lays lays it out, and I think that's a great one to introduce people to what the problems are yeah. here with this thing. So it's in the show. Go back and but find it. It's just, it's on Bitshoot. So, so just as I wrap this up, uh-huh. I went back to Travis's house today. I didn't even have, wasn't even picking up his dog Fonzie today. I went back to his house today with a jar of niacin. Good, <laughs> just nice and flush. I said. You can get melatonin anywhere. Yeah, You can get NAC anywhere. But this has come from America, and this is enough to last your family about two years if you take it. And I gave him um, Dimitri's protocol. And I'd love you to have Dimitri back on because I'd love to know how his opinions have changed Okay, because they were evolving in such a short period of time even back then. Yes. Um, The cable to do that, to technically to fix some of the problems is uh, supposed to be here tomorrow. Of course, I, I've been talking about all these shipping problems. Yesterday, I got yeah. the Lansing bar. It's this metal bar that goes on the rack. It came in the mailbox, and I reached in and grabbed the envelope, which is like feather light, and I'm all, oh, no. It tore on the end, fell out during transit, and I, I didn't even get it. So I'm like three for four ah. of the last shipments have had major problems. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but for, for Travis, I gave him a little bit of hard truth, just enough to, to he could chew on. Uh-huh. I also gave him a solution because he's double vaxxed. So I'm yeah. going to give you some bad news. Yeah. And if you put this jar in the back of your cupboard and go back to sleep, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. But if other things aren't making sense, you need to start taking this and don't vax your kids. Yeah, that's it. Right. And yeah, and I, I mean, that's that. really all these guys can do. There's a few other therapies out there. Um, Dr. McCullough's protocol, I think is, is a good one that, yeah. you, you know, you pursue, with I don't Fleming, know if you guys Dr. can find Fleming. that with your doctors good. down there, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Our doctors, uh, 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 like everyone else's doctors, you give an exemption, you lose your license, yeah. you treat a symptom, you lose your license. So that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So, well, here, you know, there's some hope here with some of these centers that are opening. They're doing hydroxychloroquine. Like I, 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 there was one I saw today where they listed out some new IV treatments and it's all the stuff that we've been talking about and as well as monoclonal antibodies that they're, they're doing for people in these, in these outside of the hospital, uh, wellness clinics. So the solutions are coming. And I think as the old system crumbles, uh, they're going to become more and more invaluable and less and less restrained by the system that's like dying off essentially yeah. quite, quite literally. So but I am, I'm on the ground. I'm seeing the change in people's faces. I'm Good. seeing that slight disconnect between what the government is saying and what the 
the coincidences don't add up to what anymore. they know to be true. Yeah. Uh, hey That's, Sam. Yep. Always, lo- always love to have a chat, mate. All right. Enjoy it, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. And if you can get Dimitri some more information out of Dimitri, I'd okay. love that. Yeah, I'll get him back on. There's a bunch of people that I want to uh, have his guests on and take take us in all kinds of interesting directions because it's that's what the show's about. So thank you, Little Pause. Appreciate the call, sir. Okay, uh, I've got a few more comments here in uh, chat. Hold on. <clears throat> Let me see. The drug is not listed by the Japanese government as approved medicine to treat coronavirus. Damn wishful thinking. Yeah, that's kind of, I want to see, we've got claims on both sides and, you know, it's possible it could be under some kind of different uh, exemption or something like that. But I want to see something more concrete. Uh, So there's a lot of stuff you guys send me that you want me to talk about and I'm not just going to jump on anything. You know, I can't be like the high wire. He wants, Dell wants two sources on everything before he'll talk about it. They want to make sure it's 100% legit and so forth. And they put out one three-hour show a week, and there's four of them that work on the show, on that one show for one week. I do like two or three of those a week, and it's just me. And I'm the, you know, everything here as well. So I don't have quite have time to do that, but um, I do what I can and try and find, try and strike that balance and be willing to present stuff that's, that I say, you know, I like what this says, but it's, I don't know about it. It may not be legit. So anyway, how about Stargate Atlantis? Maybe, I, I don't know if they've done that or not, but that, I mean, could be Mars on, on, in some way. Basaki got COVID. Would you take one for the team and share your natural immunity immunity with peppermint patty? Nope. Nope. Don't like her. Uh, I couldn't find anything saying the 12 year old basketball player was jabbed. Do you have info? I want to share. Sorry if there's something stating he was jabbed. I I saw something. I don't remember where it was. I can't really hunt it down, but I'll see if I can remember to go look for it after the show. Uh, Sam, the federal reserves, greatest number on balance sheets is student loans there's a huge lack of skilled labor in the nation too okay Hmm. yeah i don't know what you're getting at though that there's just all these people that are not working or that are they're gone or uh starting my own rumor here (laughs) the inquire magazine is buying cnn in order to improve circulation (laughs) Yeah, the old media, you know, it's it's like they were talking about earlier. It's dying. You know, people are starting to see through the propaganda and they're like, wait a minute, something's not right here. This doesn't feel good to me. But um, going along with the propaganda is getting more and more uncomfortable for these people as reality or as Cliff would call it, as the woo intrudes right into their paradigm so we i think we talk about the same stuff just use different words to describe it okay let's see here i think you'd find chuck missler quite interesting okay i'll check him out he does an exquisite job not only unpacking the et issue in context of the bible but Okay, good. I'll, I'll watch some of his videos on that. But also more broadly, how the Bible and lessons of modern science intersect. Uh, 
uh, YouTube terms, Chuck Meisler and return of the Nephilim. All right, I'll find him. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, fact checkers are for the most part, false information. They know they serve a very important purpose and that is they are the censors. They are the 1984 censors because what they claim, which is the narrative of the state, right? There's the Orwell quote about it, um, is, be, is, is, is they are the doctrine of truth, right? For all of this. So if they say something's propaganda, it doesn't matter how ridiculous or check out stand tabloid journalism it is or what they're overlooking, like, hey, you're 13 times more likely to get uh, myocarditis with COVID-19, and they don't tell you, well, there's treatments, it's far more mild, on and on and on, and, you know, they're just pushing this, they're pushing this narrative, and then they are the, like, the gospel of truth, and all of the corporations listen to them and point to them as the arbiters of reality, right? And if you say something that goes against that, especially when it's first comes out and is spreading through the normies, that's the critical time that they will stamp down on this because they want to stop the spread, right? It's, it's very damaging to the narrative. So the quicker they can clamp down on it, and then I think they kind of have to let go because it it uh, ends up doing more damage, leaving those restrictions in place and continuing to attack people, and they have to kind of back off. So, but I mean, they're on the board. They're they're connected to the drug cartels. On and on. So. All right. Uh, if, if somebody wants to jump on uh, spaces, you can do that. It's open. I'm keeping an eye on it. I might have missed somebody. but and, and they do expire. So if you send a request and I didn't see it, send another one. But one time per night, please. And uh, all right, Nathan, I'll give you just a minute to get unmuted and ready to go. And look. Uh, read these last comments. Thank you, Sam. Been listening since before the 589 days. I appreciate the info, info so I can share in aspirin in a, aspirin to what I discover myself. In addition. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, by the way, have you ever heard a book called My Big Toe? It's about connecting, awakening, unifying physics and metaphysics. I started reading it. I read very little from books. I listen to audiobooks. Um, I read so much here. Like I just don't want to take the time to do it. So I, I rarely read a book, but if there's an audio book of it, I'll definitely take a look at it. So, okay. We've got, Oh, I hate this interface. I think it's Nathan Cagley. Nathan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? How's oh. it going? Um, so I work in co-assurance and aerospace, so I have to do lots of, you know, jumping through the rabbit holes and everything else. Okay. And so when my work sent me out the, you know, we have DOD contracts because we do lots of uh, Chinook helicopters. Okay. And yep. so um, 
So when they sent me out the information, HR is completely dysfunctional. And so I, from what I do, I go and look at the source and I go look at what is the requirement? What is the agency? Let me go and see what this is all about. Yeah. And that's my job. So when I went through it, it just said that we got it from Boeing and Boeing points to um, an agency. And so I just go and look at the, the executive order and in Biden's Executive Order one four zero four five two or four two. Um, it points out that he's created his own task force for guidance. Give me the give me the and EO he, number again. It's either one four zero five two, I believe it is, or four two. Okay, let me let me try that. So let's see. I have it. I'm going to see if I can bring it pages. up. Ensuring adequate COVID safety. Is that the one you're looking at? Uh, yeah, I think this is Can it. You hear me? Yeah, I think this is it. It's uh, executive order on ensuring adequate COVID safety. Hello? You can't hear me? You should be able to. Nathan? Oh, I don't know what happened. He should be. We can hear you. I don't know if you can't hear us. Oh, he's cutting out. Hold on. Maybe it's my connection related. Nah, it should be good. Hey, Nathan, if you want to disconnect and try and reconnect. Oh, there you are. Can you hear? Shoot. Okay, I'm going to push you out. Um, try and call back, Nathan, and see if maybe it's some kind of connection issue. And we'll get you back in to finish your thoughts here. <clears throat> Uh, and I was just going to blow this up a little bit so we could kind of look at it. Sorter promotes uh, economy and efficiency in federal procurement by ensuring the past uh, parties. Okay, Nathan, are you back? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So it's either on the second or third page, but, uh, yeah, he's trying to say that the whole reason for their safety in the workplace for, uh, uh, federal contractors is to help, uh, money and, uh, efficiency and productivity and supply chain to the U S which is total bullshit. (laughs) And so like on the second or third page, he says, uh, please refer to my task force or this task force for all the guidance. So nowhere in the executive order does it say that you have to go get the vaccination. It's in the guidance. And so yeah, right if here. you were able to find that, and if you go to their website, you can see on the first page that the guidance task force is made up 90, 85% all departments under the underneath the executive branch. So he's got control of, all those bureaucrats because they're his cabinet and he's got uh, three different departments that are under uh, uh, Homeland Security like FEMA and two others. Okay. But anyways, you can go to his actual guidance, which is his kangaroo workaround of creating mandates and laws. that can't be challenged like legally. Of, mm-hmm. and, and in there, it's a live document meaning we can change it at any time that we want. Nice. And in there is all the details that say every 
tier contractor. So if you're Bob's, you know, hammer and nail shop selling to a contractor who's working for a bigger contractor to go and build a school that's getting federal grants, well, Bob's nail and hammer shop can't sell to you unless they adhere to this guidance. It is a huge, disgusting overreach. Yeah. And so they're, they're, what they're doing, I'm looking at the sentence right here as you were, I, I went over and found this uh, safety commission's website and, and I'm reading their, their guidance on this. And they've got a sentence here that's saying, yeah, basically anybody that touches anything remotely required to this is required to comply. It's like, and it almost seems like any subcontractors or people they get parts from. So they, they're the octopus trying to reach their tentacles out as far and wide as they can. Yes. And uh, the only exclusions to the rule is you're buying a completed product that doesn't meet, meet the uh, minimum threshold of how much it would, you know, allocation of how much it would cost, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm going to go buy some toilet paper from Amazon and get delivered for the shop or whatever. But anyone else, even if you're not working directly on a contract because you're a CNC mill and some people do, you know, local stuff and other people do, you know, contract stuff, mm-hmm. the whole shop yep. still needs to adhere to this guidance. And people don't understand that, that this guidance section. is a disgusting overreach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reading the yeah. section right here, right now, that's talking about, you know, what's defining fully vaccinated and the, the, the terms, right? Because this is always important to look at. They, they don't ju- they use the words and then they get to make up their definitions for them and they also get to interpret them. That's very useful for them as well. So they've got this yeah. federal workplace, meaning, you know, any any building or whatever where federal department conducts business and fully vaccinated. I want to the, the one above that is covered contractor workplace. Any location controlled by a covered contractor at which any employee of covered contractor working or in connection with a covered contract is like, so anybody that touches this, this applies to obviously because we're this uh, appointed commission and we have decreed, the king has decreed that the subject shall Mm -hmm. and fully vaccinated, let's see, two weeks after they have received the second dose in a two dose series or two weeks after they have received a single dose in the vaccine, there's currently no post-vaccination time limit on fully vaccinated status. Oh, so they can time you out. What happens then? Then they tell you, mm-hmm. well, you're going to go get another shot or we're going to unplug you from society. So this right here is medical tyranny, absolute medical tyranny that they're trying to bring to the USA as well. It's, a, it's his own way to circumnavigate the uh, Congress and legislature to bring in his own type of constitute medical tyranny constitution pretty much. Yeah. And it's super fucking illegal. Yeah. And the only two ways out that I'm actually going to go the, uh, the religious route because okay. religious observance does not have to be, you go to church or anything else like that. If you go look up uh, title seven um, of the 1964 civil rights act and it talks about what, you know, you can be religious, you can go to church, you don't have to go to church, you can be observant. Um, as long as your beliefs are similar in traditional line with traditional religions, then you're okay. And so from, I think your last podcast, you uh, 
you posted up uh, a meta thing that has all the different exemptions. And so I'm about to go get mine notarized and sent in and Good. not say anything, but you know, these, these, these fuckers don't even know what the fuck's going on because they're all <laughs> <Yeah>. just, <laughs> they're brainwashed. Yeah. They're, they're, they're captured by the propaganda and like they're, they're so used to taking orders from the state They've bowed down to them to get permission to open a business and do what they do. And it's like now they're telling them what to do and they just feel like, well, we have to go along. It's unbelievable, unbelievable what's happening and the evidence that's out there. And yet people are still like just happy to play along and let's just do what the, what the people in government tell us what could go wrong. So Nathan, thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate you covering it with us tonight. No problem. Um, I'll send you on a personal DM um, a draft that I redlined for things that are highlighted that are applicable to my business, but applicable in general for common knowledge because most people don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah, good deal. All right, that'll help me fine-tune kind of how I talk about this. So appreciate it, sir. Have a good evening. Okay, Uh, let's take a couple more. Oh, we got one more. Hang on, I'm going to bring you in. Crypto Connor, and we'll come back to you in just a second. Uh, do you know Uncle Sleepy Sniffy Joe had to resign his first presidential run due to multiple plagiarism speeches of 1988? Yeah, I, I do know that. <laughs> He's tried to, to just blatantly rip off a bunch of different speeches over the years. Uh, have you read anything by Jake's uh, Attali? who's spelled out exactly what's happening now. I don't think I have one of the banking NWO elite who said in 1981 that the target victims of the vaccines. Oh, so I've seen this book. I want to see that's another one. There's supposedly this Rothschild's book um, that I think that's what you're quoting from. I haven't seen, I, I want better proof than someone quoting the book without showing the page or you know a link to it or something better than what i've seen so far so i'm not here to like break down throw every single conspiracy theory in front of you guys because so much of it is bullshit so i don't care if it's if i'm not like on top of every latest conspiracy because and like i've got that criticism of Stu. he brought this lady on that just went through all this wild crazy shit that might some of it might be true there might be grains of truth to it i don't know but she had absolutely fuck all to back up what she was saying and it was like oh yeah that's there too and it's oh yeah this says that and he's like well can you send us the sources because like and like he hadn't even he's bringing this person on and putting them in front of his massive audience without vetting them at all and i'm just like wow wow so yeah a lot of these things I want better proof of before I throw them in front of people because so much of it is bullshit. So, but yes, I'm aware of that. Okay. I want to know that it's authentic and not, not some LARP that made up a quote with no reference to, you know, a real, no picture of the page in the book. Something like that. Somebody's got the book. Take a picture of that page. Let's, or, you know, open the book to those pages. Snap some photos. That would convince me. Yeah, so. Okay, Uh, sorry, I forgot we had somebody, I think, 
wanting to jump on. Uh-oh, I lost him. Okay. <laughs> that might, if that was my bad and you want to jump back in, last call, we're going to go. All right. We've got, oh, Kova the tech, the, uh, I can't see the rest of your name, but you do the, you do this, these tech podcasts, COVID welcome, Kova, welcome to the show. Yes, I do. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind tonight? So uh, I'm from New York. Um, I was, in, I was watching your Twitch stream as well. I missed a couple of stuff, missed a couple of things. So I got to rewatch again, like I normally do. But um, for some clarification for the situation in New York City now, yeah. yes, uh, fire departments are report. There's a website actually. Okay. Um, yes, so yes, fire departments are reporting. Uh, I would say, like, how, you, how would you say shortages or understaffed in fire departments, including one in my area. Okay. So they're they, they all fire. They're all right now. Show, uh, understaffed fire departments. Uh, the, the trash pickup in New York City is, it, it's piling up in certain areas of, of the city, Manhattan, uh, no, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx. Okay. Um, now, are they, holiday- are they like getting to it and it's just like slow or is it just, has has trash right. service halted? No, no, not halted. It's, okay. it's slow. Okay, it's, yeah. It's, no, it, it, it's slow, not completely halted. It's slowly piling up, but but because today's Tuesday, the voting day, it's a holiday. Yeah. Um, most of it gets picked up on on a Wednesday and a Thursday. So I'll keep my eye on it because I do expect it to start piling up. Okay. Because if if the fire departments are reporting that they're being understaffed right now, a day after the mandate comes into effect then that's definitely going to happen for the sanitation workers and, and yeah. the police department as yeah. well. Yeah. It's going to, I think it's going to get real ugly in the cities. So. And that, that and was, the thing is like, we're just, we're not even the first thing is like, if people, people are already um, reporting that and we're not even a week in to the mandate being in effect. So we're not even a week into this. Mm-hmm. We, this is just the first week of November. And, and the other aspect of it, Kova is, you're going to have the vaccinated, not just dying, uh, but getting sick and being unable to work. So it's just, I think it's going to grind down as we go through the winter here and we're going to see, you know, cases continue to spike. We're going to see hospitalizations and deaths and people being like disabled out of breath. They can't exert themselves, whatever, because of this vaccine. And that's going to take its toll as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how things are when when the city gets hit, mm-hmm. when it's first major storm, because a lot of the cleanup happens during the major storms. Yeah. And we'll have to see how that cleanup is handled, because if if, if all of the city municipality workers are on the staff, then the cleanup from a major storm will be problematic. Yeah. OK. And I have one more thing before I go. Sure, yeah, um, but and please, uh, before you do that, keep us updated on this because I, you know, if things, if you start, kind of like I do with, uh, you know, the grocery stores all through COVID and and so forth. If you see things start to change and catch your attention, and you think something different's happening, uh, let us know. Well, 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 super quick point on the grocery store mm-hmm. too. So. Um, a, a side job that I do, I work with a manufacturer for, for food products and I go to the big box stores. The big box stores are usually fine because they okay. have a direct alliance with manufacturers. So 
it, I, you don't really see a lot of, um, what's the word, um, empty spaces mm-hmm. a whole lot of times with what they have because they have a direct line to the manufacturer, right? right? It's the smaller supermarkets that suffer, especially like the pharmacy shops like Walgreens, Rite Aid, Okay. Whatever similar shops you have in, in Texas or whatever else yeah, in we the have world, those. They, yeah, those suffer the most because they they they, they get their products from a, a third party. They don't always get it directly from the manufacturer. So those places are the ones that suffer the most when it comes to shortages, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that have a lot of the empty shelves and empty spaces. But the big box shops like Costco's, BJ's, Walmart. They should be fine majority of the time because they were fine during the pandemic because I have people that work in those stores mm-hmm. and they were fine during the pandemic, but the smaller stores were suffering. And to the last point before I go, I yep. know you follow Cliff High a lot mm-hmm. and I wanted to know if you saw the video of the cardiologist um, airplane pilot that crashed in San Diego and killed the postal worker and destroyed two houses. Uh, I saw I saw the story. I didn't. Uh, I don't think it was confirmed that... It was a oh no! It, it was a vaccinated it, it was pilot the, yet. Uh, so when I saw it, oh, is, was did, did this happen yeah. like a couple months ago, or is this real recent? This I think this was uh, either this week or last. I think this was this week. Oh, maybe I haven't. Uh, if somebody wants to send okay. me that. I'll take a look. I, I know there was one that crashed in. I think it was L.A. in a neighborhood or something and hit a house. I didn't know if there was another one, uh, or if that's the I same do one. I'm talking the same about. One. Okay, okay. Because he, he, he blew up two houses and he crashed directly into a postal truck, killing the driver. Oh, it was a UPS truck, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, UPS truck. Yeah, okay. So I, at the time the story came out, it, it wasn't clear that he was vaccinated or not, but you're saying that's been confirmed? I have to re I have to reread the report because I okay. was too, I was actually caught up watching the video because on the video you hear him pass out. While the um, the air traffic controller is trying to tell him to pull up. Oh no, and I haven't seen that. Yeah. Okay, I want to watch that. Whoa. So yeah, he's probably yeah. having a heart attack. Yeah, check check Cliff High. Cliff High posted it today. Okay, I'll find it. Good deal. All right, sir. All right, thank you. Thank you for the call. Have a great evening. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up there. I think that's a good place to stop. If you want to call in, um, you go on Twitter for the next show. And I will tweet out something or in my profile, there's a spaces and uh, you click on the microphone to say you want to be a speaker and I will bring you in. So, uh, okay, that's it, folks. Everyone have a good night. Enjoyed the show and we'll catch y'all next broadcast. I got zero doubt with my man brain. You keep calling me insane. Uh, Every single day, more XRP is what I obtain. No more cash, no more cars, only QR codes. Nah. No more proof of work. We running validated nodes. Ooh. This is the life that I chose. Yeah. They look at the cons, I look at the pros. I'm always bullish on the shows. Bullish. Now you want to ask about XRP? I am not telling. I'm not.
Now you want some of my XRP? I am not selling, it's not for sale. Honestly, I just wish you well, cause I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out his shell. And that's when we prevail. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out his shell. And that's when we prevail. XRP taking the lead, come we quick with institutional speed. XRP giving the go to proceed, don't listen to FUD, I know they mislead. Trying to tell them, but I know they don't care. ODL, no nothing compared. Back in the day, I was willing to share. Now I don't have any left to spare. Saw some liquidity on demand. Try to tell them, but they don't understand. Holding my ledger right hand. See the signs, it was already planned. Digital economy, it's already here. I'm talking about the moon, they think I majored in astrology. Haters talking trash, I think they majored in garbology. Focus on my future, so I invest in technology. Number one is where we ranking. And if you don't have XRP, then I do not know what you thinking. This the time, this the year, this the place to be. All them strong all day long, doing it faithfully. Keep that negative energy far away from me. It's not our fault that we seeing something that you can't see. I got my hands on some all demand liquidity. And I'ma hold on to it now into infinity. This the greatest wealth transfer the world will ever see. But I'm not talking, I'm about to go buy me more XRP. Cause I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out its shell. And that's when we prevail. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever. Can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out of shell, and that's when we prevail. Ow. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell, can't you tell?